Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas is intended for the participation of responsible adults of legal drinking age who wish to engage in substantive virtual discussions and social drinking for entertainment purposes only. Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas does not advocate the abuse of alcoholic beverages. Choosing to participate in any of the drinking activities shared in the program should be made with moderation and caution and is the sole responsibility of the user. Hey cousins, welcome to Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. Welcome cousins to this episode of Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. I'm your cousin Cornell Wright, the people's lobbyist. In this episode, this is going to be a three-act play of the American tragedy, the great American tragedy. I'd like for you to hang in there with me because you got three acts coming on and you might even want to have a double. So cousins, let me describe the first act of the great American tragedy. The great American tragedy, the first act, is the circumstance has been much too familiar in too many circumstances and too many occurrences around the country. We have a black cousin who does something of which there now becomes some involvement with the police, and for some unknown reasons, a man ends up dead. Now, let's look at the circumstances, and before we go any further, let me be clear as to my position on the police. I am a supporter of the police. My brother was a police officer who just passed away in, in, in April of this year. He was military police, Dallas-Fort Worth police, Pinkerton, UN Peacekeeping Force, and Dallas-Fort Worth School District. My brother. I have two nephews who now also work in the police department, one detective and one who has actually been involved in a police-related shooting. When he killed somebody while he was in uniform, there was no problem because it was a justified shooting. You with me on that? I'm not a police basher. I am, not I am opposed to inappropriate use of force, as we all have seen too often in some of the videos. That's the, that's the position of the police. We then have the local governments in the various cities and municipalities. And what are they doing? They're in a reactionary position, trying to then cower some, some, in whatever situation, certainly not clear in regards to being up, up front and forthright in regards to supporting all of our cousins. The next actors in this group are the local businesses, who may in fact be in some circumstances, and may in fact because of some demonstrations, have put their physical property in some peril. Then we have those cousins who now identify that there has been a wrong. One of our cousins, something drastic has happened to them, and they want to take to the streets, exercising one of their constitutional amendments for protest peacefully. Then we have cousins who then feel that they need to be in some position to somehow provide protection for someone and to be involved in some other way in perhaps a more aggressive form that is required or necessary. And then there's all of us. The rest of us cousins who are now sitting there watching circumstances develop, either on TV or on social media, listening to various talking heads like myself in regards to giving their assessments of what's going on. Cousins, this is the script is playing over and over and over. It's an American tragedy. <laughs> Cousins, the second act goes something like this. Around our country, there are going to be religious sermons being presented 
with regard to a man being shot seven times in the back at close range and surviving to tell the story. I, from my faith and understanding, see that as being no less than a miracle. I hope you would agree with me on that, right? Who wants to take that chance or that odd of odds of being shot seven times and surviving? Let's think about that for a second. When you shoot, and I'm a hunter, I shoot on occasion, someone's supposed to get shot, what, Dirty Harry? You shoot somebody once. 44 Magnum, most powerful handgun in the world at the time, right? If you look at John Wick fan, you shoot somebody twice because they're wearing body armor. You shoot them body armor, knock them down, you shoot them in the head. If you're in the military, you're not going to shoot someone seven times because that's a waste of ammunition and you need to move on. You may need that later. If you're a hunter, you don't shoot your game seven times. Why? Because you will shred the meat and then you have to go finding all those fragments and bullets. So then it becomes a question, cousins, what's the justification of that and where in fact does, how do you get there? What is the mental process, what is the mental breakdown that gets you to that point? Now. Think about this, cousins. There's going to be those religious services, and there's going to be those opportunities in which that man is going to be able to talk to us in the future for who knows how many decades. Hope he lives a long life because that is nothing short of a miracle that's trying to show us and demonstrate to us that things aren't right. How are we playing this act out in our country? How, are we play how does this act this play the great American tragedy playing out around the world. Don't you believe those other countries are using this as propaganda against us, i.e. that misinformation that we talked about before? They're, they don't have to have any misinformation. They can show that and say, this is how the Americans and the United States of America feels about all their people, in which we have people with, with uniforms shooting someone, and then all of a sudden there's riots in the street. Not the, people, not the peaceful protest, they're not gonna show that, they're gonna show the riots. But when you think about those sermons that are going to be delivered across the country in regards to that, what are they going to say? It was a miracle that this man got shot seven times and survived. Cousins, this is a message from us, don't you think? And if it's a message, let's pay attention and decide what we want to do differently. And that is in the third act of this play. Let's go to act three of this new tragedy. Maybe this new play. Maybe a new way in which everyone can play a different role. There's still going to be circumstances in which people are going to do things and the police are going to be called. Let's hope that the opportunities in which the cousins might in fact be black, that they are minimized in fact there is a police shooting or some other inappropriate use of deadly force by the police. When and if that happens, people say that, well, gee, you know, I certainly could support that, but, uh, you know, all police aren't bad. That's true. My nephews and my brother aren't bad. There's a lot of other police officers who aren't bad, but we all know the old adage of the rotten apple in the bushel. If there's a rotten apple, what do you do? You take it out. So if in fact that's true, then why isn't there an immediate arrest of that officer who was so incorrect and abused his power and the public trust. If that were to happen, then that offers the local government an opportunity of then having a clear and, op and open investigation in regards to the circumstances. 
and we could all then understand and come to understanding and appreciation. Because as we're starting to look at the circumstances now, people are saying, well, you didn't know what happened before. Does it really matter what happened before? Because at the end of the day, what could you have said to somebody? What could you have done that gave an opportunity for something horrific like that to occur? Seven times. So, so that's what happens in that regard. For those businesses who are involved in the circumstances, it's easy. You call your insurance agent, <laughs> all right? Because you all have property and casualty insurance because the banks require it in case there is such an eventuality. So certainly those merchants and those entrepreneurs, those hardworking cousins, they're impacted, but their lives should not be over. Now, the next part is, what happens to the cousins who want to go out and demonstrate on behalf of that person? Do that. Do that in the daytime. Why? Because cell phones work better in the daytime. There's clear communication in the daytime. And by the way, nobody wants to have the, the looters and those other kind of jerks that are out there trying to mess up the good intentions of peaceful demonstrations for the right reasons. Go in the daytime. At night, leave. And then at night, for those who didn't, who were working and couldn't get there, what do you do? Let's take, a, let's, a, let's take a page out of what the folks either in Italy or Argentina or whatever doing the covert. They banged pats and pans and spoons at night. Let's go from 6.30 to 8.30. Stop immediately at 8.30. Why? Because then I got to get up in the morning. <laughs> the old folks have to get to sleep. Bang your pots and pans. Don't destroy any property. The next, and repeat until satisfaction has occurred in your town or city. For those cousins who feel they need to come in to support, to show a contrary position, come in unarmed. Be brave as those folks who are out there already demonstrating who are not armed. And besides, if this is not your house or your business, you don't have any need to support or protect it. So, the difference, and so we as the audience, what's our role? We continue to watch it until truth and justice for all is maintained and achieved. Three-act play, cousins. The current scenario, the stories we're going to be living with for decades to come of a miracle that occurred in front of all of our eyes and a better script that we could all follow to get to the justice, get to the truth, and get, and get our country on a better footing and closer together. Everybody gives a little bit, we all come together, we go where we need to go in a positive direction. You with me, cousins? All right, look, took a little longer than usual. Have one with me, keep wearing your mask. Let's take care of each other out there. Take care.